Welcome to The Grudge. I am Dan Nichols. I am joined, as always, by Brian Sanchez, whose ass has pulled a dent out of a Subaru Impreza. Say hi to the people. It it has. It is available for hire. Yes. And Tim Wesley, whose ass has not pulled a dent out of a Subaru Impreza. Say hi. Hey, guys. Also, Brian, you should not say that your ass is for hire. <laughs> I, was I, was taking, gonna, I was gonna let it happen and somebody post that on Facebook. Oh my god. I was taking like, I was taking eh. a drink of water when he said it and I almost ruined this microphone. <laughs> oh my god, dude. I didn't even think about that. I'm just walking. Nope, just can so we, can, uh, can, we, just, can we do the story real quick just to give context to that? Yeah. There, okay. Like, so um I had a two thousand Super Impreza two point five RS. And um, what had happened was is it had one of those aftermarket alarm systems on it. <laughs> Um, with the, um, what is it called? The like shock sensor. So like when somebody bumped it and went, okay, there was a dumbass kid that we used to hang out with who, um, went up and like started pounding on it to figure out where the most sensitive spot was. And he was hitting on the quarter panel right in front of the A pillar and he was hitting it, hitting on it, hitting on it. It was a warm night and it caved. And it stayed caved. I was so angry. Keeping in mind that this is like the first weekend that I owned the car. And there was a dent. And I was so pissed. We went to a car show. And I was just sitting there like, yeah, this, some dumb fucker that we're hanging out with put a dent in my brand new car. Brian is sitting on it. And all of a sudden we hear, thunk. And I'm, again, I'm pissed. I'm like, dude, don't sit on my car. Get up. I'm, I'm. I am he yelled ang- at me. I am angry he, with him. He, he I am like, what me. are you doing? Get off of my car. He gets up. The dent's gone. No bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> to, to which Brian just, you're welcome, asshole. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. he, did, he did say something along those lines. To be right. fair though, Brian. It says like, like that'll be $8 or something like that. Like, yeah, that, that'd be three feet. Yeah. I, yeah, no, no, I guarantee you said that around that time for yeah, sure. I'm, I'm gonna need about three fifty. Yeah, yeah, but no, I'd, I'd, I'd have yelled at you too. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, get off okay, my car. Some we were, dumbass has already dented it. Yeah, I mean, we were just standing around in the parking lot. I sat on, I guess, like that right angle on the yeah. side or whatever it was. Yeah. But I did like the noise. I thought I made it worse, and I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> just, I just, he was, he was, he was very scared, and I was very he pissed. Got pissed. And I apologized immediately. Well, yeah, man. Okay. So ever since then, like the story has gone that my ass can pop dents. Yep. So I'm sure you've heard that a couple times during this podcast. That's the story behind it. Now you know. One day and we'll give you the black power. cars go faster story. But, it, but and it, black cars go faster. We'll get into that in another date. Yeah. So. I, this started off on a lot harder note, and the reason why we did this is, America, we need to have a talk, okay? Um, we love you, and that's why we're here, but this is an intervention. Um, your SUV love has gotten out of control, and uh, we need to have a heart-to-heart. So a few weeks ago, we discussed how Ford was doing away with all of their passenger cars and that they were going to a full SUV lineup. Look, I'm not sure why automakers believe that all Americans, all they want is SUVs. I <laughs> it's getting heated, man. Look, it's an intervention. You look, have to be look, serious. Look, look, look. 
listen, listen, look. If they made cars that were good, <laughs> I think people would buy cars again. But if you're just going to give up and just make whatever shit box you want as a car, then why don't you go ahead and get something that's a little bit more comfortable, yes, and something that has a little bit more carrying capacity and something that's a little bit more fuel efficient because you're not getting power anymore. So why wouldn't you go with an SUV? So <clears throat> Ford, Mitsubishi in particular, <clears throat> I'm looking at fucking you. Stop it. Stop it now. This is not cool. Everyone, everyone is like really the problem here. Like it's not yes. just them. It's yeah. every car manufacturer. That but it's is, both them. It, it's them too in particular because particular. They, they're, they're not, they're, 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 look, how many Mitsubishis do you see on the road? A few here and there. Not, not a ton. What, what are they though that you see? Lancers mm, and nope. Evos. Well, mm. Mirages specifically. Mir- yeah, and Mirages. Like but, Mirage. but, but then again. Uh, uh, Newly badged. Mirages. We're going to ignore the Mirage. I just, it's it's a, a, it doesn't exist. It comes in like this weird purple color. Yeah. It's and it's yeah. really odd. Thing. But just a few years ago, before Mitsubishi went to this whole stupid... <clears throat> before Mitsubishi went to their current sales scheme, the, the Lancer <laughs> was their best-selling car. I know in this area, and I'm fairly certain everywhere else. So they decided that, hey, our best-selling car... Let's just not make that anymore. We're going to focus on our SUV lineup. Yeah. But that wasn't bad enough. It wasn't bad enough. I heard that we were getting a new Eclipse. And I was excited. Because I was like, yes, they've heard my cries. They're coming out with a sports car again. (laughs) That lasted all but hours. All but hours. And then they announced. The Mitsubishi Eclipse... Crossover. It has a really dumb name too. I can't remember what it is, but I. You know what? Don't care. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Doesn't even matter. It's hideous. It's a. It's blasphemous. It's. Uh, it's taking one of their, I would say most, icons. Yeah, most popular cars at least. Yep, absolutely. It definitely in the states. Number. I. I would say the number two. Their number two most popular car ever. I mean, the Lancers, yeah. obviously. Yeah. You know, I, I and would, that's just would, because of recent memory, right? Mm-hmm. But the Eclipse, man. I mean, that that thing is like the name itself. Just, I mean, yeah, the the legacy that it brings, and mm-hmm. it's being turned into a crossover. And like you said, it's not just Mitsubishi and Ford that are guilty of this kind of stuff. I mean, all the ba- the manufacturers are doing this kind of stuff, especially here in the states. It's yeah. in the states for sure. The fact of the matter yeah. is, is people, they don't make interesting in, cars, so they get they, SUVs. Exactly. They're they're, they're <laughs> They're making their SUVs more interesting for the consumer that doesn't really care about their car. Yeah. It's an appliance. Exactly. Is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Like, so for those people, uh, the SUVs become more interesting and they're, they're just, they're not making cars anymore. Like in the case of Ford, where like we talked about a couple weeks ago, they're rolling it to next to nothing that they're, I mean, it's, it, it is crazy. Yep. You said earlier a lot of folks are doing this because the um, like the crossovers and the SUVs are more comfortable. Yeah. Have you ridden in a crossover lately? To be like me, honestly, when was the last time you rode in a crossover? 
because I have never because I would recently. Burst into my dad owns one. He owns a Ford Escape. Hmm. It is the most uncomfortable car I've ever been in. Yeah. Okay. Well, see, there you go. So I don't know why people are doing this because <laughs> it's not I, a comfort thing. I, I, it's for me at least. It's not. I would. I've ridden in the Ford look at Fusion. All the amenities. So the I would so much rather ride in a Ford Fusion than in a Ford Escape. Yeah. So, real quick, we're talking about SUVs. I, I want to take a step back for just a moment. Okay. Look, SUV once upon a time stood for sport utility vehicle. And as Wikipedia describes it, it was a station wagon. Hmm. It, its original inception was a station wagon with off-road vehicle features such as raised ground clearance and four-wheel drive. But really, it started with an American company. I'm, I'm going to just put it out there. There were some that came before it, but the one that was really that really grabbed the public was Jeep. And most recently, the Jeep still exists. And most recently, they came out with the Jeep JL Wrangler. The Wrangler JL is the model, the, the most recent Jeep Wrangler. Look, <clears throat> is more capable than ever. It's more reliable than ever. It has some really cool gadgetry in it. Um, like it has start-stop. And this is just for the nerds like me. Start stop does a lot of damage to and a lot of wear and tear to starters. So what the Jeep does is it actually uses the alternator as a drive to start the crank back up. Nerd alert! It's it's pretty neat. Whatever. Not everybody's gonna think that's neat, but I do. So hey Dan. Um yeah, the Prius does that. Tim, you're fired. Continue. What were you saying? Jeep, why are you taking a Prius? play so you're, you're literally talking about like when you're at a, when the you're not moving you're at a stoplight yeah the engine just stops yeah yeah, yeah. no 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 i mean i mean no, no, the, it, the startup function is not the starter it's the alternator that turns but it's continuing to run okay yeah it, it's the it the alternator itself is powered and turns the belt which turns the okay. crank and starts it back up which is kind of neat yeah. anyways alert. not the important part here Seem pretty Jeep. important. I, I yeah, and I want I want to discuss a few Jeeps, okay? Because they have consistently had great off-road vehicles or sport utility vehicles. You had the CJ7s, the CJ5s, the Scramblers, the, uh, the Wagoneers, like these, all these great ones. But here's the thing: I know what people are saying. Well, SUVs nowadays are used for getting the kids from school, the grocery run, being a practical vehicle. The Jeep Cherokee XJ. Incredibly practical. Incredibly reliable. It had the Jeep 4-liter straight 6. Now, not the most fuel-efficient engine ever. (laughs) But it had 4-wheel drive, ground clearance for days. And actually, as a matter of fact, I would say if you're just now getting into the 4-wheeling game... Yeah, I can say this confidently. It is the go-to off-road vehicle. If you're an 18-year-old kid and you're getting you're getting your first car and you want something that you can use every day and then take to the off-road park, Jeep Cherokee XJ, which was like nine or 1986 to 05, any of those, you are good to go. Go with it. It's excellent, excellent vehicle. Um, Ford Bronco. 
Before we move on from Jeep, mm-hmm. though, yeah, because you're 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 sucking that Jeep dick pretty hard here. I two handed. Um, what is on the other side of a Jeep sun visor? The rollover. <laughs> the what? rollover warnings. What yeah. is that, Dan? The it's rollover a- wa- warnings. In um, a car, you know, it's funny. Something that's meant to go off-road isn't meant to go at high speeds and turn sharply. It's peculiar. The first time I sat in a friend's Jeep and flipped that shit down and just looked at it just quickly. It's not a ton of words on it, but there is a rollover warning. Yes. And I was just like, yeah, I want to be in this. Do you know why that has to be on there? It's not Jeep's fault. I'm sure it's not Jeep's fault. Suzuki. <laughs> the samurai. I've been in a samurai. Yeah, that's dangerous. So imagine physics plays a part in automobiles. Who would have thought? How strange. Yes. Um. So if you are in Europe, the equivalent to the to Jeep would be Land Rover, the Discovery, the Defender, uh, even up to the most recent Range Rovers. Yeah, the luxury ones would be. They're like the incredibly capable. So that's off-road vehicles. that's why I think like the play is so huge here for every other car manufacturer for SUVs. Also, as to like Brian's mm-hmm. point, yeah, because like they don't really sell in Europe because of all of the higher end cars that are made there. Yep, they make their own. You mean good cars, <laughs> not just SUVs? You mean right? Yeah, I, I agree. Is that what you're saying? Like BMW three, four, five, six, and seven series? And but I mean, I'm Mercedes. No, no, I'm specifically talking about like their SUVs, like the like BMW like X series, the X5, the X- yeah. or yeah. like what you know, you guys touting the the G wagon so heavily. Oh yeah, yeah but everything I was gonna go, I was gonna talk about the G wagon. Everything like Range Rover and Land Rover's doing they already have that market sucked up and they're doing it so well mm-hmm. that that's why like every other car manufacturer is like, well, we make these shitty things. Let's just pawn them off on the Americans because they yep. need them. Yep. So I'm going to get there. God damn I'm going to let you finish. Okay. <laughs> look. And and even, look, look. Uh, it, <laughs> GM. <laughs> they make the Tahoe. Mm-hmm. Which is... It, it they are pricier nowadays. They they definitely are, um, but even in their base four wheel drive variants, they they're still incredibly capable off road vehicles, and they, they're able to be used as a sport utility vehicle. Okay, emphasis on the sport part because a lot of these that we're going to talk about here in a bit emphasize the utility part. My wife owns a Kia Sereno, okay? I'm going to own it, okay? Yeah. She does. It's got three rows. It's an appliance, Dan. Which it is an appliance. What's she use it for? Going to and from work and dropping the kids off at school. Right. So you have kids. Right. But can I tell you what she wants? Another good SUV. Okay. Toyota 4Runner. Yeah. That is an excellent, excellent I'm SUV. Behind that. It's good. See, I didn't even shut up the JDM guy. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did. But <clears throat> there's a place for him, and I get that. Do, hang on. Mm-hmm. Do they sell that car as a Japanese company in Japan? 
I don't. I wouldn't imagine I don't they know. do. No, no, it just just fucked you They're up. Made in I? states, I know that. I just, but it's a thing that like. Yeah. And if they did, they'd probably slam them. Probably, they, which they would put them way low. I kind of want to see now. <laughs> I kind of do too. I mean, that'd be something cool. to look up after the episode's recorded. <laughs> but it's just an odd thing, right? Again, uh, these cars are focused explicitly to us. Yes, and I'm 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 gonna just say it like this, okay? It's the exact same. The reason why we're only going to get SUVs from here on out is because we, as the American consumer, are concerned about where we're going, not the journey there. Um. Tim and I, back before we were doing the podcast together, we were having a conversation uh, with a group of buddies at work. And we were talking about how cars aren't fun anymore. And this lady that we worked with comes up, and I'm actually har- harping on Honda and how they haven't oh, made oh, a oh, oh, an, really? interesting car, an interesting car. <laughs> you don't like Honda? And yeah, I know. How they how they haven't made an interesting car since like the like since the S two thousand which MX five is still better, but it was an interesting car oh, nevertheless. God. Okay, we are sitting there discussing. You remember this conversation? I just know exactly who you're talking about. I don't remember the conversation, okay. but I know exactly who you're talking about. She tells me she goes, "Well, I can fit a lot of fun things into the back of my Honda Fit," and I said. Well, no, no, no. I'm I'm talking about the car itself. That you're during the journey, you're able to have fun doing it. It's an exciting trip. She goes, well, yeah. All the stuff that's in the back made me excited to get where I'm going, and just completely, completely missed what I was trying to say. The fact is, is that eighty percent. I'm gonna hope eighty percent, not ninety percent, like I was about ready to say. 80% of the American populace are like that. They're so focused on where they're getting that. The fact is, is that they view driving as sitting in rush hour traffic. That's not what it is. Ugh. That's commuting. When yeah. the, when the, driving well, can be a fun, spiritual even, yeah. experience. You're, absolute, you're absolutely right. And I, I completely agree with you. But the fact of the matter is, for that 80%, whatever, probably closer to 90 I would even probably maybe argue it's even over 90. Um, that is all the driving that they end up doing. Is they sit in traffic going yeah. from work, from home to work, to the grocery store, back home, to sit at home on the weekends and binge watch Netflix. And they don't yeah. get out of their house. Yep. So why are they going to go out and spend more money on a car with a lot of horsepower and a lot of performance that they will never, ever use? I think it's terrible, and if they had an opportunity to find a car that provided them that feeling that maybe they wouldn't do that kind of thing, and they could find the joy that we in this room know exists when you're driving a really fantastic car. It doesn't have to have a thousand horsepower. It doesn't. Like, we, you know, you don't need ridiculously high levels of torque and all that for a car to be interesting. It doesn't you know? hurt. It doesn't hurt. I mean, it definitely helps. <laughs> of course, it definitely helps. You know, but that's, yeah, like it's, everything's getting washed down. You know, it's, yeah. it's getting, it's getting crazy, man. Yeah. So on that point though, right. So yes, I understand that there are going to be sitting the vehicle in traffic. They're not going to be even attempting to enjoy the driving experience, but you already came to the point of the SUV or crossover isn't a comfort thing because yeah. they kind of suck. 
No, they really do. But you know what is comfortable? Full-size car. Or mm-hmm. how about an estate? Yep. You'll get the similar amount yep. of space. Yeah. And it's not, you know, excessively off the ground. Would that be a station wagon, Tim? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> it would be. <laughs> um, for you name or me, wagon for the cool kids. Yeah. yeah. There you can, go. Can you, uh, can you tell me an American company that makes one? Currently. Like, is currently in production making one here in the United States? No. You know why you can't? Oh, uh, well, there is one, but it's not in production, so it kind of doesn't count. Yeah, it doesn't count. This CTSV wagon. Right. Still, I mean. And people love that car. So GM said, fuck that. <laughs> of course they, said, they did. No. <laughs> they really did. So we they said, you because guys like it. They said, fuck that. Yeah. Fuck you. It's not yours. You can't it, have it. it. You can't have it. It's. I, I'm glad that they didn't do that afterwards with an SS. Um, Dude, look. So... I'm I'm looking on Wikipedia here, and this this completely deflated me. Um, <laughs> this whole topic deflates me. World's on Wikipedia, looking up sport utility vehicle. Just kind of getting an overview before we started. World's most sold SUVs, 2010 to 2017. Hang on. Where do you think? Where do you think the Jeep Wrangler? Well, hang on. on. The last time we did this, uh-huh. I wasn't a part of, but you guys did the the F150. Right, mm-hmm. and so that was like a kind of very surprising number. Yeah. So Jeep is where we're at, right? And was it Wrangler? The, the, just there are three vehicles listed here. Where do you think the Jeep Wrangler is? I'd say number one. It's not there. That's what about what about um, the Chevy Tahoe? Where do you think that one is? I mean, I would hope it's up there. It's not there. Two. Um. So how about uh, here? Honestly, though, where do you think the Toyota 4Runner is? I say it's number two. It's not there. Uh, Toyota Rav4 number one, Honda CRV two, Hyundai Tucson number three, and that's when you searched SUV. Yes, brilliant, excellent. Um, yep. <laughs> so doesn't that hurt in the feelings? Do you guys feel my pain? Episodes and episodes ago, <laughs> the one where we, we, we covered some news, I was excited about a redesign of the RAV4. Yes. Because the RAV4 has literally looked like a lifted Corolla for like 10 years. And it, the image Apparently, didn't show yeah. people like that. Yeah. But at the same time, like the uh, CRV, like I've been in multiple CRVs. They're not great cars. Yeah. yeah. And it's not just because they're Honda's Dan. It's just it's not a good car. No. So... What this shows me is that there are not enough people listening to this podcast who heard our uh, top five, was it, SUVs, off-roading SUVs. They, they didn't listen. Nope. They, they just went out and bought shitbox refrigerator appliance mobiles. What's the last one? It's a Hyundai? Hyundai Tucson. The Hyundai Tucson. Okay, so which like, is actually the Kia Sorento, the but Kia, a Hyundai. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, uh, so... As far as options from these companies, right? So they these are the mid-sized, right? So these are what are classified as... One second. I can actually get you exactly that. Actually, I'm sorry. Yes, you are absolutely mid-sized. correct. Yes. So of the three listed, top three, right? So the Tucson, the CRV, and the RAV4. RAV4. The RAV4 is the only one that I can think of that has like a step up. Being the forerunner has like has like yes, a variant that's has, larger. Yeah, has a has a yeah. There's not sister. a larger mm-hmm. Hyundai. Nope. And no larger. And there's Honda. not a larger Honda either. Well, they have the Ridgeline, 
That's the truck, which is truck very truck. shitty. Is that is that the thing that has the like half and the Honda? Oh no, there is thing. a step up for the CRV, the Honda Pilot, the Pilot, which is no better at being an off road vehicle. Um, well, hang on, and the Ridge Line looks like a Pilot with the back cut well, off. That's what I was gonna say. That's is the Pilot the... a fucking van? No, you're no, thinking the Honda of the Odyssey. Odyssey. Nope, I'm thinking of the, that. That thing looks like it does <laughs> it look like, like a van, van, but it is an SUV. Oh, Honda. <laughs> yes, Honda. But yeah, no. Then the thing is, is like where for like the Rav Four. To the Forerunner, the Forerunner is good. Yeah, the Forerunner is an excellent vehicle, and it's always been an excellent vehicle. And I we see when we did when we did like whatever we discussed, and I was like up on on the <laughs> Brian just saw a picture. I just, by looked the way. Up, I just looked at the Honda Pilot again just to make sure. Uh, <laughs> I, like I, that, I gagged. Does I it gagged. look like a van? He actually it gagged. It does look like a van. It really does. Yeah. I swear to God, I thought it was a van. Yeah, it looks like an there's Odyssey a, that's a, been raised to, to like. Be there's a, a Chrysler that looks like that too, where it looks like a van, but it's the like Pacifica. an SUV. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Is that what, not a minivan? I don't it understand. It's not. It's a crossover. Hang on. Because they still have the town and country. Is it not a minivan because it doesn't have one side sliding door? Is that I, defining I, factor? No, I, I'm going I to be completely honest with you. I have no idea <laughs> why it's not considered a minivan. <laughs> I have no idea because the I first time I saw it, up. I went, oh, they rebranded the Pacifica as their minivan. They're doing away with the town and country. And then, Never. and then they came out with the new town and country, and I went. Mm, I'm fuck. so confused by that. So like that's that's kind of what we're talking about too. Is like those things that are branded as like American SUVs. Yeah, they look like lifted minivans. Yes, no, they really do. They do. Now there there, there is a subset section that that I would like to occupy our the the final bit of our time with, if that's okay. And this is something that was, and I hate to say this out loud. Can can I? I just give me a minute to prep for this. This was something that was started by. <laughs> this great movement was started by. This movement was started by Porsche. <clears throat> I hate that. Um, it tasted dirty. I need a shower. Um, <clears throat> So the, this movement was started by Porsche, and that was the performance SUV. Um, and it started with the Porsche Cayenne. Yeah. Now, there were fast SUVs of the past, um, but that was really the first, like, super SUV. You would never take it off-road. You never would. No. You never would. And I'm okay with that. I, I really am. And then now Porsche has a smaller SUV called the Macan. Yeah. You have the Range Rover that is the HSE, I think is what it's called. The supercharged Rover V8 that's yeah. ballsy and awesome. Yeah. That does sound awesome. You have the SRT Durangos. That's where I was going. I was, yeah. Yeah. Those those are I do excellent. like those. Man, to be fair. Excellent. That's that may be like my favorite looking SUV because it does that yeah. kind of like Dodge retro thing, but like yeah. modern enough. Exactly. Remember the first time I saw yeah. one, I was just like, "Huh, I didn't know they made the Durango still." And somebody's like, "No, it's new." And I was like, "Yeah, they brought it back." I was like, "Yeah, good, yeah, yeah, yeah." It, honestly, the first Durango is my favorite looking Durango. Then a very close second, the ones that we're getting now. Yeah, they look really good, and. I am so sorry. 
Every time that we do this podcast, I get that. Anyways. I started stocking some lozenges around here. I actually probably need to. Um, uh, the Jeep Grand Cherokee. And I appreciate Jeep very much for this because they have very capable off-roaders. They have a very capable off-roader that can be used to drive the kids to and from school and go to the grocery store and do everything that you need to. And then they have the Grand Cherokee. There are variants that are still off-road capable. Not as much as like the Wrangler or whatever, but that's okay. Um, They're very, very comfortable. Ever ridden in one of those? Some of the newer, like the last 10 years? Yeah. I think I Cadillac think it was has like, nothing on them, I think and it that pains in, me because I'm a GM guy. Yeah, it was. Um, I it it is probably my favorite SUV. Yeah, out on the road right now. Um, I mean, I understand like a lot of the Range Rovers and and stuff like that are are, are really awesome, and of course we've we've touted the G Wagon on this show a ton. I mean, like you guys don't look at me, we, Brian. We love that yeah, thing's not true. for me. me. Me and Dan, um, <laughs> we love that thing. But the the Jeep Grand Cherokee is this like really awesome perfect balance between off-road capability comfort luxury it just looks good it rides good it is it's it's awesome i absolutely love that thing i wish it wasn't so expensive because i I would want i I would own one if they weren't so damn expensive yes so i want to bring us back to a few years ago if i may dodge came out with a 707 horsepower dodge Challenger and Charger Hellcat. And and God looked down and said it was good. And <laughs> um it it's it's excellent. It's so awesome to see that there is an a car maker out there that wants to create interesting cars still. And keeping in mind, this is now Fiat. Fiat Corporation of America came out with this. Okay? Dodge, understandably, is very protective over this name. The Hellcat will not be used for anything that does not have an SRT badge. Or a Dodge badge. An SRT badge. They don't have Dodge badges. It's an SRT badge. Technically, it's its own separate entity. So you're telling me on the front? It is an SRT. There's no Dodge logo on the front? I don't believe so. It might. I, I retract my previous statement because I think you're right. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> Tim, Tim was correct. However, Jeep said, hey, can we can we have that? And Dodge <laughs> said, um, yeah, yeah, you, you can have that, but you can't use the term Hellcat. And Jeep went, aw, okay. And they came out with the Trackhawk. It is a 707 horsepower Jeep Grand Cherokee. And then Jeep, as a Fuck you to Dodge for not letting him use Hellcat. Made it all-wheel drive. Bravo. Well done. I think that's well the only done. part of that I actually like really like, except for the story you told me about this burning something. So, on an episode of Ignition, I think it was, on Motor Trend On Demand, um, yeah, it was Ignition. They did they did a review of the Trackhawk, um, which is a play on their Trailhawk, which is their off-road capable SUV. Uh, SUVs, the which, I mean, Cherokee, the Grand Cherokee, those have Trailhawks, which are, you know, better ground clearance, better off-road components, bigger wheels, bigger tires, that sort of thing. As far as branding goes, that makes more sense than it being a Hellcat Jeep. Anyways. Yeah, it, I, no, absolutely. Sure, sure. 
And then it's the Trackhawk. They went to a drag strip, which is, let's face it, the Hellcat power plant's home. That's what it was meant for. And they lined up next to a Hellcat Challenger. That's what it was. They did 10 runs. Every single one of them, the Jeep with all-wheel drive and no bog, would take off and pass the Challenger towards the end because obviously all-wheel drive has more drag on it. The Challenger would start to catch up. Out of 10 runs, the Trailhawk beat the Challenger Hellcat six times. That's more than half. And that's a sports car versus an SUV. Okay? Like, I just want to make it very clear and very plain for everyone. Okay? Don't fucking laugh at me. I'm sorry. The way yeah, you I'm said being that, professional. That's more than half. <laughs> Math brought to you by Dan Nichols. That's why I laughed too. <laughs> but no, it's, <laughs> but no, it is. It's 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 amazing. Like well, the fact that, that full size SUV, yeah, like you know, yeah. beating a Hellcat like that. I mean, that's, a, a full size SUV. They yeah. that let, make that clear as well. Like it's it's not that it's a small light. Sound like a Range Rover Evoque that they put. This they put in. a big old like, seven hundred seven yeah. horsepower. Like this thing's huge. Supercharged, big displacement V eight. No, it's a gigantic. It's a three row. It, it, properly equipped, three rows <laughs> of seats, and comfortable. And when you're not on it, okay to ride on the road. And because let's face it, I mean. It, track purposed vehicles when they're put onto the road are uncomfortable at times and at times I mean all the time (laughs) (laughs) that's stiff suspension stiff suspension stiff you know they have rubber bands for tires so there's not a lot to give but this is comfortable so in a world that we have we still have these bastions of great off-road vehicles that can be used for utilitarian purposes in a world that we have interesting SUV. Now, granted, the Trackhawk does cost a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, but in a world in a world that these masterful pieces of art and engineering exist, why in the hell does the fucking Honda Pilot still exist? I don't know why. Why does the Rav Four still exist? Uh, hang on. Again, I like the way the new Rav Four looks. Again, the old ones look like. That's why we talked about it on the news. Everybody episode. say bye to Tim. Yeah. He's why does the Camaro why does the, the Rav Four is good? Juke. Why does the Nissan fucking Juke exist? Doesn't that fit more along the lines of like the Fit though? Technically, it is a mini SUV. Well, that's just bad design. It is. Because I'm lumping them in there. In a world all that the Subaru Crosstrek exists. You know what? That's, that, only, that's No. Besides the Baja, that's the only Subaru I don't like. Yep. The why do, why do these mundane vehicles exist when there are cars out there that do everything just as well? I mean, even fuel efficiency is right on par. And these exist, but... You still have these just bland sponge cakes of cars. And if if anyone's seen 
we talked about it quickly the, the what the new Mitsubishi Eclipse crossover looks like. Fucking hell. It's it looks very bad. And it, I feel like the Eclipse has always been kind of a stylish vehicle. Even when they were bloated and yeah. anemic yeah. and underpowered, the last, the they last looked good. I kind of yeah, like the way that looked it, okay. the yeah, new one they, looked. They looked This good. doesn't carry over any of that. It's like yeah. Nissan's new design language. It's a lot of chrome in the grill. B-Motion different company but it's that yes say, isn't that- same fucking thing um <laughs> i'm sure that's something like that suv motion so here's the here's the thing so though right there so in a world in which that is a thing that happened in a world he's not wrong this no. this is kind of like lead up to like something that's yeah sad yeah no there there's going to be a day in america that even these sanctuaries of good automotive creation are going to go the way of Ford. One day the Mustang will be an SUV. No, that's not going to happen. I mean, I think that one day they'll even make an SUV called the Mach 1. No. Which... The reason why I'm saying that is because we actually found a rendering online. Two, I'll put it up. Two I'll, renderings. Two renderings. Uh, the day that this comes out, I'll put it up on our Facebook. Go and take a look. The Mach 1 moniker badge from the Mustang Mach 1 of old. The cream of the crop Mustang. The best that you can get from Ford. Mach 1. That badge is going to be on the back of a bloated, ugly, anemic, pointless SUV. Hang on, Dan. And here's the problem. It's all hearsay at this point. It is, but okay. you're missing something when okay. you're talking about Please the go ahead. Yes. drivetrain of this. Oh, so it's much... rear-wheel drive, though, no, right? No, no, no. No? This vaporware vehicle that may or may not happen, um, the story is that it is going to be an EV hybrid SUV mm. with a Mach 1 badge on it. Here's the thing. It's all hearsay at this point. But the problem is, is that every single one of us in this room, after keeping up with touring events of the automotive world, it's not outside the realm of possibility of what might actually happen in the very near future. In a world where the eclipse is of SUV... In a world where Ford is taking away all of their people carriers besides their trucks, their SUVs, and the Mustang, you're telling me that doesn't line up? Yep. This is not a conspiracy. No. So, what everybody needs to do listening to the sound of my voice is get in touch with your local congressman and say no to prop (laughs) SUV. I was going to say that. I was going to make that joke. So, do it. Go Get on out Facebook. There. Let us know how you feel. Hey, if you drive a Honda CRV, feel free to keep your opinions to yourself. <laughs> but until next time, I'm Dan Nichols. I'm Brian Sanchez. I'm Tim Wesley. Now get out my garage. Especially if you have a CRV.